Listen. It's not working. I tried to go Super Saiyan. I just feel like I'm a myself. I, yeah. You know, I for like 30 minutes Ugh. it's not working you're appropriating my culture bro you're appropriating my culture you're that. the you're, you're 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 the lebron james filipino lebron james and i'm the negro super saiyan oh we're opposites but somehow not it's interesting how about. that works it blends man it does it does you know and we're, we're, we're tapping into our inner child what yeah. we always wanted to be some wanted to be in the NBA. Some wanted to be a extraterrestrial. <laughs> but one way or another, sometimes dreams don't come true. You know, the, the odds of me being in the NBA are probably equal to the odds of you becoming a Super Saiyan. So, yeah, I'm not going to try again on my tier tricep and or shit myself. So <laughs> it, one way or another, there will be some bowel movement if I keep flexing profusely. It's not going to be a good time. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, once again, it is I, the diligent, vigilant, meticulous, sagacious, conscientious, analytical, methodical, individual, the Chisel He is the serial entrepreneur, the Filipino prince tycoon, LeBron James. Renee LeCotte, you're not LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James is an Asian. How do you know? He's black. What do you know? Enough. You see, I'm black. Negro. That's all I got to say, man. He's a billionaire. You know the wealthiest people in the United States, the wealthiest demographic? They are Asian. Asians. They are Asian. So, so that makes LeBron Asian? A billionaire. So Oprah is now Asian. Elon Musk, Asian. Mark Zuckerberg, Asian. Asian. Warren Buffett, Asian. Asian. All the rich people, Asian. Asian. Hmm. But what, what kind of Asian? Probably not my kind. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like a different kind. Is there a hierarchy amongst Asians? Let's uh, as about. far as what? As far as let's see who who's ranked amongst the top level Asians. I think if you're gonna go like intelligence, you gotta go like Chinese. There's not a slight. That's just like a Chinese number Chinese. one. Chinese, yeah, because it's a cultural thing. Like, so who's the bottom Asians? As far as intelligence? Yeah. Probably my like Filipinos. Damn. Cause like there's almost like a direct there, there's almost like a direct correlation, right? Cause like if you say like who's the swaggiest, mm -hmm. you gotta say Filipinos. Mm. So when you're swaggy, you're stupid. <laughs> swaggy, stupid. SS. No, but like it's just it is what it is. Mm. And that doesn't mean I'm not saying they're dumb. Mm -hmm. They're just compared to other Asians, they're less smart. What about uh, Cambodians? Cambodians. I mean, do we know? Do you know any? You know any Cambodians? No. I don't either. I don't know any Cambodians. Do they exist? It's something that sounds like a myth, but I don't think I've ever seen a Cambodian. <laughs> Cambodians don't really are exist. only real in your imagination. Yeah. You haven't seen the real world yet, but still, you know. The you ever seen a black South African? Yes. You have. They are very dark. 
I, oh, that's so crazy. I, whenever I hear South Africa, it's always white people. They have infiltrated the yeah. motherland. They're, yeah, so it's like, oh, no, I'm South African. It's all white people. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a, a black South African. They are there. They are there. I haven't <laughs> been to South Africa, but I have experience. <laughs> so I have how do you know South they're there? Africa. No, I mean, they're I, just like Cambodians. When I was, how no, do you know when I was there? in college, I knew a South African guy. He was very dark. Very dark. Was he from the country of South Africa? Yeah, or was yeah. he from the South of Africa? Wouldn't that still make him South African? Now that, that begs no, the because South Africa is a country. Mm. So what about, what, what, let's say, let's just say if you're a Mexican and you move to New Mexico, are you a New Mexican, New Mexican, or just a New Mexican? A New Mexican, why? Because if you have dual citizenship, you're a Mexican and a New Mexican. So you're a, a New Mexican, Mexican. Yeah, but would that make Mexico old Mexico? <laughs> Makes you think. But ladies and gentlemen, we are, this is assiduous. We're, uh, we're, we're slightly racist, but we're not talking about that right now. It's not, it's not. This is my thing. I think when you're being funny, when you're joking, mm -hmm. obviously joking, obviously joking. Whimsical. Yeah. Whimsical. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like you're obviously joking. So like, how does that affect people? I think we live in a very sensitive world now where you can't joke. Cause growing up, me and my friends used to joke all the time. Right. You know, and it used to be like, it used to be funny. It used to be like a funny joke. Right? I'm not, I don't get mad, people like, you're good at math. Oh, you said I'm good at math, I'm so insulted. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing, like, you jump high. I do. Like, are people gonna get mad? <laughs> I, do. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, I, people get mad. I think it's, it's, it's when you want, you kind of allow things to affect you. Now, don't yeah. get me wrong, I, it, there, there is, racism exists, but I think oftentimes when, like, stereotypes, things like that, it is based off of something. Well, no, it's but, the intent, though. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, ultimately, I think it comes down, because if you're somebody who's overtly trying to get under my skin, or you're going out of your way to try to insult me, and there is no sort of jest that's behind it, yeah. then at that point you could take it sideways. But if we were just in a regular conversation, we're all joking, whatever the case is, and the basis of the conversation was, you know, about just, hey, we're making fun of each other or something of that nature, and yeah. then, you know, somebody throws in a racial joke there, I think because the intent isn't, you know, to be, hey, I'm gonna 100%. try to degrade this individual and denigrate them. As long as it's not there, I think it's it's fair play. I think ultimately it's it's just the how, the intent you have behind everything you're saying. Right. But I think we've gotten to a place where like no matter what you say, you get canceled, mm -hmm. which is annoying because then it it takes the fun away from it. Everything right. has to be super PC. Mm -hmm. Like there was a, a South Park episode where the guy was just telling jokes, but the jokes were all just like super safe jokes. Yeah. And people were like uh 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 like they're trying to laugh, but it wasn't that funny. Right. Because like. Things are funny when you're not supposed to laugh at them, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You ever seen the people who are, shit, I'm one of them. But when, when, when it's like a very unfortunate thing is happening and you start to laugh when yeah. you're not supposed to. Yeah. Like, for example, I'll give, I'll give a visual aid for people. I'll never forget. I was on the bus and there was a guy, obviously, when you get on the bus, the people who are handicapped in the wheelchair, individuals have to get onto the bus. This was before they had the ramp that comes out. This is back when um, you had to get on the back of the bus and they would push like the, uh, the, the, it would be like a level. So it would go down, they would roll onto the wheelchair, the, the wheelchair would roll onto the level, it'd go back up and then they'd roll onto the bus. It was a long process, but I'll never forget this. I was about maybe 10 years old. On the bus, they roll onto the back of the bus, and as it's going up, because it's, they close it to where you can't fall off, somehow, 
I guess because of the, he was on he was a fatter individual. I guess because of the weight distribution of his body, he fell out of the wheelchair and was leaning towards teeter tottering off so of the butt. Like it, it looked like he went out of his way to get his legs to function when they didn't to fall out of the bus. Yeah. It was hilarious but yeah. i saw people trying their best not to laugh because like, it's the wrong thing to do yeah, but yeah. it's one of those situations where you see something happening that truly is a once in a million kind of experience like this dude is on the the level is going up and somehow he's leaning forward and <laughs> It's, it's as if he stood up when he can't, because his legs don't work, to <laughs> lean over the front, and he almost fell out of the bus. It, I, I, I was belly laughing yeah. to the point where, true, I felt like I was going to shit myself. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> it was craziness. But people were looking at me, oh, man, that's not funny. You're not supposed to laugh. But I can't help it if yeah. I find it funny. Some people laugh at very uncomfortable situations. You can't help it. I'm not going to lie. There's been, a, there's been a, this is fucked up. I'm not allowed to say this word, mm -hmm. but there was like a midget. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know what it is. It's so fucked up. But me and my brother were just like, there was nothing that was happening. It wasn't like a situation like that. That was just a midget, but like the way. That they walk? <laughs> yeah. Midgets put a lot of effort it's into so, it. It's like, a, yeah, it's a very powerful walk. It's a powerful walk. So me and my brother were sitting there and we we're just like, like, it starts like this. We sit there. We know we're not supposed to laugh. We see the midget walking. He looks at me. I look at him. We make eye contact. We, we know we're not supposed to laugh. Yep. When you make eye contact, mm -hmm. you just start chuckling and smiling. And when the more he smiles, the more I smile. And eventually we have to just keep like, like hold it in. But we just start laughing. Cause mm -hmm. it's like, it's not funny. It's so fucked up. But mm -hmm. I think human beings, when they don't know, cause did you know that humor is actually what makes you laugh is unexpected things. Right. If you see a punchline for a joke coming, you're mm -hmm. not gonna laugh. Right. But the second that the punchline is unexpected, mm -hmm. You're like, oh, that's hilarious. Like, there was a comedian. It was so dumb. He goes, guys, I have a list. Uh, I, I don't know. He's an Asian comedian. He's like, yeah. I have a list of uh, my least favorite people. Number one, black people. And, like, it was just so fucked up. Mm -hmm. He would just start laughing. And, like, he was obviously, or he did another one. It was like, he was talking about, like, why did they make, make the little mermaid black? Like, she can't swim. Now you're gonna have all these black You're gonna have all these black girls going in the ocean. It's like, no, LaQuisha, get out of there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But yeah. it was just like, it's unexpected. And I think when you go into that unknown spot, mm -hmm. it makes it funnier. Yeah, I think so too. Even with, and funny enough that you bring up midgets, I wonder if there's a hierarchy amongst midgets and oh dwarves. Oh Lord, here we go. Mm -hmm. Because Wait, I remember the midgets and dwarves. Because What's the difference? That's the same thing I'd love to know, but I think dwarves are smaller than midgets or little people, I guess we're supposed to say. But um, they're, they're smaller. So I guess with midgets, they get to four feet and then dwarves get to three. Old no way. There's people that are three feet tall. Yeah, there's people who's three feet tall. Yeah, like a big toe. But whatever the case may be. With them, <laughs> it's like my puppy. Well, perhaps. So, but they walk on all fours. So, Could you imagine if there's people? Well, there are some people. I saw there was a guy in Arkansas who he spent five years just working on, like, be, moving on all fours. This can, I, can I guess crazy. What, uh, what Arkansas? Oh yeah, he's all fours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah he's, he's, cool. Confirmed yeah, a lot. Yeah, there, there was a there was a girl who also had I don't know where she um, originated from, but she was like leaping over park benches as well on all fours. Like she's she's a dog. She is a dog. Listen, I'm a dog. I don't do that. Yeah, so she got that dog in her. She got that dog in her. Yeah, she got that dog. She in her. is that dog actually. She right. Didn't have it in her. She is the dog. That is true. But my the way my mind works because this is how I knew 
from a young age, I always had like these weird thoughts because immediately I'll see like little people walking because they're, the effort that they have to put into it. I think about power walking, right? Yeah. So whenever you see like in um, track where they have, um, where they're all <laughs> moving like this, I'm like, dude, a little person would kill in that competition. No, but their strides are a lot smaller. No, it is small, but of course, but if you're going against a full average, you know, human being at that point now, it's that well, that sounds fucked These up. These power walking things like confuse me though, because why don't you just fucking cheat and like run? Well, I mean, there's this this regulations as to why you can't run. I mean, you try to accelerate with the walk as much as you can, but the what what throws me off is the a, a super extenuation of the hip. Like, because when you're picking up speed, they have to like throw and They're sway their body. So it's very interesting. It makes me wonder if supermodels would, you know, work well in that sport. Are supermodels talented? They walk. They what, walk. What qualifies you? Because a bitch could have the greatest walk right. of all time. I don't know. I think it's I, when I was when I was probably 11. I remember when America's Next Top Model was at its peak. I didn't have cable, so I watched whatever the hell was on television. Yeah. And I remember there was two seasons of America's Next Top Model I watched. Still, don't understand modeling. Me personally, it's like, oh, they're walking, and we're walking, and we're walking. That's all that I see, right? But I guess there's something with the eyes or the attitude or something. But I always looked at it like, that's not very impressive. I, I, don't, I don't get it. You're just walking. I honestly think that in order to be a model, it's like being an NBA player. You just got to be genetically gifted. Mm-hmm. You know, like LeBron was destined. Yeah, I don't yeah, think it's something player. that you can teach. I, 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 I don't, yeah, I don't some people are destined to be models. So I think that's just the way it works. I think they've lowered the bar as to the because because now they have a lot of it. Like everybody can be a model. I think there are Cap. certain things. I think there are certain things that should be reserved for people of a particular kind of you know percentage. I think if if you're somebody who is athletically gifted you should be able to play at the high level. If you're somebody who is incredibly attractive, you should be able to go into modeling. If you're somebody who, Patrice O'Neill said it best, where there was, like, let's say if there was a club called Fine Ass Fine Bitch, right? And if you were, and you rated everything between zero to 10, ugly. From 11 to 20, I looking. And then from 21 to 30 is Fine Ass Fine Bitch, right? So let's just say if there was a, 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 woman where you go to one of these clubs and you got to be a 21 to 30 to get in and it's a collective consensus of the people who get in you know you get admittance to get in you got to be amongst the most attractive individuals would you feel comfortable going to that club if the penalty of getting in when you're not attractive was you get beat in the face with a baseball bat most people would say i, I don't i don't think i want to go right mm -hmm. but I think the, the, the analogy of the whole thing is there should be with attractiveness, there's already a hierarchy that exists. I think that should be across all particular kinds of professions. So with models, I think now they're letting in the lower tier individuals oh, where you're like, God. it's like you, you, you're letting like it doesn't make sense. No, but I think I think I get both sides because mm -hmm. you don't want to hurt people's feelings. Mm -hmm. People want, don't want to think they're ugly, right? I'm comfortable enough to be like, fuck it. I'm ugly. I get it. Mm -hmm. Sure. I don't think a lot of people want to get their feelings hurt. Um, so I think it's an unspoken thing because this is my example, right? Being rich as a guy, same thing as being pretty as a girl. Right. I think those are completely equivalent things mm -hmm. because you're a guy, you go to an expensive place. It's all pretty women in there. There's no ugly women at expensive places. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't see as many. And, yes, some, and but one, not time, as much. Yeah. one time I was with my friend and this dude's hilarious. And 
someone suggested, oh, we should go to this place. He's like, that place, they let the ugly bitches in there. That's what he said. Mm. And I was like, yo. But I was like, damn, he's kind of he's accurate. He's kind of true. Mm. I think there's a natural filtration process. Right, right. That, and nobody talks about it. It's a little bit taboo to talk about. But it's true. It's like you go on a yacht. The girls there are going to be pretty because those are the ones that get invited. Yeah, there's levels. The dudes there are going to be rich because those are the ones that either get invited or pay for the yacht. So yeah. it's like it naturally filters itself out. Yeah, there's, 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 there's levels there because there's, there's no limit to, I don't want to say there's no limit, but in life you can achieve a lot of things if you put your mind to it, but there are certain things that you just can't. But I don't think, and that's the thing, I don't think anybody's ugly. Right. I don't right. think anybody's ugly. If you work out, you well, go to the gym, you take care of your hygiene, you mm -hmm. take care of yourself, you eat right, you diet right. Mm -hmm. Listen, there are some people that are ugly, which is unfortunate. I'm right. sorry. Right. Sorry. You just but, dress it up differently. Yeah. Changed quick. Right. right. Yeah. You just dress it there up is. differently. No, but I want to say 70% of, 75% of people can be pretty, mm -hmm. given that they really take care of themselves. You know? So I, I actually have a theory that most people are ugly. Mm. Well, what? Yeah, mo most people are ugly. Speak for yourself, homie. <laughs> most people are ugly, and that's why attractive people stand out. Oh, because most people are ugly. See, no, but here's the thing. Men are like men are attractive based on what they have, though. Right. I know this for for a fact, because and I think I've said it before. I was never hot, but then I got rich. If I do post a picture on a yacht, mm -hmm. he's hot. You look Girl, much girls, more yeah. attractive to women than you do. If you, if a you woman, if they see a picture on a yacht versus you like standing I don't know, in the park. They'd be like, oh, this guy's like like a five or a six, but you're on the yacht. He's like, oh, this guy's a seven or an eight. But do you ever see like a super like supermodel type of girl with this ugly dude? And you're like, oh, he definitely has money type of thing. Facts. Right. Yeah. Oh, so that's what I mean. It's like objectively in like beauty standards, that guy's ugly. Right. And like if you didn't see his, like, he's ugly. Right. So like his status and his money, like once you get to know him, oh, this guy's but oh, for the most part, But I'm talking about like first glance. Yeah. Like just straight aesthetically. No, for, the, for the most, most part, whenever okay. you see these guys, whenever you mm -hmm. see these guys, it's never like a, a young guy in shape. It's always like the only reason you say, he, oh, he has money mm -hmm. is because he's usually like out of, out of shape, usually a bigger bigger guy or mm -hmm. out of shape guy, usually a, a guy that's a, lot, a little bit older that, or a lot older than the girl. And that's why you say, oh, he has money. But if it was a younger guy in shape mm -hmm. and you see them together, you're not going to be like, oh, he has money. Well, no, I think, well, in today's day and age, I think still the same rule would apply. Uh, but I don't think mo like most Pete, Pete people are, well, yeah, but, uh, but, he's, but, but, but he has, because he has exactly. the status. He's ugly. Yeah, but he is, he is a weird looking fucker, man. That's, yeah, that's but, but he's, interesting he's, he's human funny being. and like, and he's from Staten Island. Right, but physically he's ugly. Right. Fair. Fair. He's like a slender I mean. man. Like physically, most people are ugly, and that's why a really attract or attractive people stand out. Because you're like, oh, it's like taking a break from an eyesore. It's like, oh, fucking fine. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. taking a break from an eyesore. I like that. I yeah. like that. Because collectively, I've always thought most people are average, and then the people who are above average, I, I agree those with that. are the yeah. Because I get that's the, the the the, yeah. the with because it now with the barometer of ugly, you would have to define so the people who are incredibly hideous they also <laughs> fall into the ugly pool so i guess if you put average hideous gorgeous now you can kind of i think everyone falls in the middle and then depending on how what you do with your life right if you go to the gym you mm -hmm. take care of your diet you you make some money yeah that throws you either up or down right because you could be you're right in the middle 
But the second, yeah, but like, that's just collective. I think yeah. if it was just based off of just appearance, yeah, then you know, across the board, for one, women are the much more attractive gender. Now, granted, this is kind of anecdotal because we are attracted to, to women. Yeah, yeah. So, but but still, I think collectively, if you were to look at dudes across the board, women across the board, you'd find much more attractive. But don't women you do you feel like that's would, skewed because dude, women try to look pretty? Because um, I'm not gonna lie, as a man, I'm like, I don't give a fuck how I look. I'll go, I'll go to, yeah, go, I'll go dinner more, like this, dressed like LeBron James. Yeah, I think, I think it's biological, probably, because they, they, with their appearance, their value is more tied. Yeah, so like women are like, I need to look pretty, guys. and they take care but, of themselves more. But even if it was like women, all women, let's just say all women woke up in the morning, just straight, fresh out of bed. Every dude woke up in the morning, straight out of bed, and you just lined everybody up. I think collectively, there'd be more attractive women than there would be men. But, with that being said, I think um, still most people would fall along the average mm-hmm. and then those who are above average, I think it just like in everything, there's a hierarchy across the board. I think those people are considered what you would say special, but it's just yeah. off of just appearance. It's nothing that you had to earn or work for, just like with athleticism. There's just some people who are more athletic. Just like with edu- truly, there's the geniuses of the world who's Sorry. just born. They, they, you wake up in the morning, you're like, you're an infant. Ah, 12 plus 12 or 12 times 12 is 144. I know you just this. just get it. And you, you're six months. Nobody showed you anything. You yeah. can't even do Like, it's crazy. But there are people who are just in that different bracket I think, and amongst but I the think, average. So the reason I think I, I fight so much against this, because mm-hmm. I agree with you, mm-hmm. right? But I think what happens when people see that, it discourages them. Because mm-hmm. they assume they have no control of their life. And I'm telling you, you can be an average person and have control of your life. You can be much better off than someone that's attractive. No, no, no. I, I agree. I, know, I, I, know guys I, I agree with that. I agree with yeah. that 110%. So I just I, think, I I just think at the base big, level. Yeah. yeah, I just think at the base level, there are some people who are just better at certain things. But that should have discouraged somebody. Like, yeah. for example, even going back to like the modeling where, although I say everybody shouldn't be, you know, because aesthetically, the, the job title is based off of appearance. Yep. If you have to do all of these external things in order to now, you know, uh, um, make yourself look better versus somebody who naturally does it, I think there should be like a cutoff period to be like, hey, if you can't do this naturally, get the hell up out of here. It's like with sports. Yeah. If you're somebody who needs steroids in order to compete, you're not really that good of an athlete. So right. if you're somebody who needs all this other stuff to um, accentuate, what was the word I'm looking for? Accentuate? Yeah, something like that with your beauty. If you're somebody who has to deal with all of that stuff, then no, you shouldn't be there. But that shouldn't discourage people from at least attempting. Well, it goes to, I think, and I think that's where it goes into individuality. Right. I think God gives everybody their God-given gift. Yes. So he created some people to be models. Mm-hmm. He created some people to be basketball players. Yeah. He created some people to be funny. Mm-hmm. He creates some people to be good at business. Right. Because I think everything is almost like an innate skill. Mm-hmm. And I think life is a constant journey of figuring out where you fit and what your special zone of genius is. Because mm-hmm. there's some people that can pick something up and they're like, boom, that's my shit. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact, music is a great example. I'm born, I know that is my thing. Music is my thing, I love to do it. I, it fits perfectly. And there's a Japanese thing, of it's called ikigai. Mm-hmm. And essentially it's whatever what you're good at, what helps the world, what uh it's what you're good at what helps the world um there's a couple other it's like it's like uh, three different things but the concept of ikigai is essentially just that that perfect thing that that makes oh what you enjoy what you're good at what helps the world right so it's like those three things and there might be another one i don't know but whatever you find that is those those three things you are perfect for that
Yeah, I think most people should. And and we talked about this before where I think a lot of people, they don't really look into what their thing is because they'll either be chasing after something to make it their thing when it's not. Yeah. Or they simply just don't allocate time towards trying to figure out what it is that they're. Well, it's because society glamorizes something specific. Right. So great example. Everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur is glamorous. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you're good at it. Some yeah. people are great working for other people. Yeah. Some people are great that when they have jobs. Mm-hmm. Some people are great fitting into a system, right? It's like the NBA. Some people are great role players. Yeah. They're not meant to be leaders. Yeah. They're not meant to be scorers. So everyone that has different positions, and I think if you try to be something you're not, you're always gonna fail. Right. The second you figure out what it is you want, that's how you that's how you win. Yeah. That's how you get into that flow state. That's how you get fucking moving. And it's the willingness, because usually, I, I forget what the, the quote was, where it said it was like, the, you find your purpose on the path you take to avoid it. I, I think I could have swore I, I had it last time, but one way or another, with situations like that, a lot of people, they constantly chase after the things that are popularized that they're not good at. Like, for example, like the person who's 29 years old, still trying to, you know, make it, to, 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 to the uh, Major League Baseball, where you're trying to make it to the NBA or make it to the NFL, and you've never played a college game. You were yeah. riding the bench in high yeah. school. You never had it. Clearly, everybody can see it's not going to happen. No, nah, I'm going to make it. Sometimes you got to make peace with the fact that this ain't, this ain't for me, <laughs> you know? But there'll be other places that you can excel at. You just have to have the willingness to go and figure out what it is, mm-hmm. you know? But like you said, not everybody's meant to be the star. You can be a role player. You can be the master of middle management. You can be one of the best middle managers. I think that's where you find peace too. Right. If you have something like that where you fit in perfectly Mm -hmm. and everything is in harmony, Mm -hmm. then you're at peace because you're like, this works. Mm -hmm. This works. Some people are meant to be behind the camera. They're not meant to be in front of it. Some people are meant to be in front of it. I know for me, a good example, I've tried to be the, the coder type person. I've tried to be the guy behind the camera. I'm terrible at it. Cause I'm not good at putting things together. Right. I, I tried, it doesn't work. I'm better when I sit here and I just talk my shit. And things, that's when things seem to work out for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, this gets tiring. I'm sure you get tired of, of doing content as well. It gets tiring, but this is what you're good at. Mm-hmm. This is what works for you. This is what brings the most value to the world. And when you see that, you're like, I need to do that. Right. I'm not gonna sit here and try to be someone else. And naturally, you'll keep gravitating towards it because you can't avoid it. Naturally, you'll find yourself doing it. You'll congregate amongst circles, whether it be your own colleagues or whether it be with other individuals. You'll find yourself doing the same thing subtly. And you'll be like, wait a minute, hold on. I could have swore this feels very familiar. How am I doing this here when we're supposed to be doing something else? And somehow I've worked my way back to what it is that I'm good at. And soon enough, you're going to have that epiphany moment. That light bulb is going to go, oh, wait a minute. This is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. That's how you really identify your purpose. And the, great, the greatest part about that, when it comes to purpose, it is almost like, I'm happy that we did this because we didn't plan this at all. Right. But it, I mean, I changed when I saw you. It's not yeah, like yeah, you were not like this. Yeah, yeah, you were in all black. But I saw y'all, let me, let me dress it up. But it's kind of beautiful because part of it is when you were a kid, like what did you want to do when you, when you were a kid? Everyone chased that inner child because that inner child, right, when you think about it, kids are fucking happy. I got a new puppy right now. Mm-hmm. This dog is always happy. My older dog, he's kind of like, he has moments where he's like happy, his tail be wagging. Yeah. My new puppy... Bro, he's happy 24-7. 
infinite energy, mm -hmm. full of joy, full of innocence, full of love. Mm -hmm. When you're kids, you all have that. You're like joyful, you're innocent, you're full of love. Yep. No one can do you wrong. Mm -hmm. And there's, everything is possible. You look at a goal, you're like, I wanna be an astronaut. You know how fucking stupid that sounds, idiot kid? But you don't think that, you're a kid. You're like, yep. ooh, astronaut, I wanna go to space. Mm -hmm. But then somewhere along the line, society beats you down. They tell you like, fuck being an astronaut, go be an accountant. Go be an engineer. You're never gonna be an astronaut. You know how many astronauts there are? And then they lose that like goal, right. that dream, et cetera, et cetera. And they settle into something else. But cause even if you're not gonna be an astronaut, cause let's say that is unrealistic. You could be an astronomer. Mm -hmm. You could be someone that works at NASA. You could be anything that involves space. Mm -hmm. Instead of settling for something that you completely didn't want to do at all. So I think when you have that inner child, like you gotta get in touch with that. It's like you get robbed of your joy while you're getting older because of the projections and limiting beliefs of other people. So then when you're a kid and you have that innocence and you have that optimism and you wake up every single morning where it's like, man, I have, I'm exposed to this entire big new world. Yeah. I can do all things. I feel in, in, you know, I'm indestructible. I can't be you know, defeated. I can go and get whatever the hell it is that I want. It's like that Diddy meme where I get whatever I want. You yeah. know, so with that being the case, as you continue to age and get older, that gets robbed from you because you have those older adults who didn't really achieve what it was that they wanted in life. Because you'll never see the person who's winning tell the children, ah, oh, man, you know, you're dreaming too big. They tell They'll always tell you, man, keep dreaming, keep going after what it is that you want. Right. Yeah. So when you're at that young age and I think as we get older, we try to we'll have moments in which we'll revert back to that inner child, but then we'll snap ourselves out of it if we're in a position where we don't believe that it's a attainable. Because yeah. granted, like we said before, there's certain things in which, you know, you gotta make peace with the fact, like, hey, you know, NBA, <laughs> it's not gonna happen, but that doesn't mean you can't play basketball. Well, that's the thing, right? Let's say I had my, my goal, right. my passion was NBA. Yeah. Wanted to go to the league. Mm -hmm. I'm 5'10", I'm not going to the league. Right. I would personally look at it and be like, cool, I'll become a basketball influencer. There's a ton of people that, that are basketball influencers mm -hmm. that are no good at basketball. Right. And I know this for a fact because I, I've seen some of them play, I've played against some of them, and they're not that good, but on the internet, they, they make a great living off of it. Mm -hmm. I would become one of those guys. Yeah, you just find a variation to where you can make it work. Because I'm getting paid to play basketball. I'm, yeah, I'm a professional. Exactly. Like, there's a way to where you can not only monetize it, but there's a way that you can keep that passion alive just in a different manner because yeah. if you keep chasing after what you considered to be the ultimate goal because you'll tell yourself man the goal was to make it to the nba but you didn't realize the goal was actually just to keep playing basketball because that's what your passion is mm -hmm. it's playing the game itself it's not chasing after the goal because although there is a score to be kept you just have to find a different way to keep score yeah. You know, so I think a lot of times when people they'll get discouraged, like granted, like, again, there's a there's a number of different things that people may aspire to go and achieve that simply just isn't going to happen because that's just not your path. You have to find a different way to make it work. If you have yeah. a passion about something, you say, all right, cool. If the passion won't get to this result, what sort of different route can I take? to get to a different particular kind of result. If I love painting or whatever, but I'm shit at putting stuff onto a canvas or something, 
maybe I could be good at utilizing it through like a 3D printer or, or, or doing something. Or, or, find, or finding artists. Photoshop, and right, or finding them, yeah. artists. You could still have the passion around the subject. It right. may just be a different thing. So everybody has passion. Everybody has dreams, goals, all this other stuff. You just have to find a different way to make it work because all, I think that's one of the things that people run into as well because you'll be incredibly passionate about something as a child and then you think there's only one route in order to make it work. Take into account me with comedy. When I thought, you know, it's just stand up or nothing. You can't be a comedian unless you're doing stand up or whatever. I, at first, didn't want to get on social media. I'm like, that's kind of hacky. That's weird. If you're going to call yourself a comedian, you got to be in front of the people. But as times change, things evolve. So now, where are people? Primarily on their phones, primarily on their computers. So meet them where they are. Now you can have a different brand of comedy, different sort of ways that you could connect with people. So with that being the case, you just find a way to make it work. So what do I do? Make videos online. Yeah. You could be somebody who wants to be in business and sell product. If this was 50 years ago, you'd have a brick and mortar. You yeah. have to have a storefront. Yeah. But now times have since changed, I can sell products online and I don't need a physical store. Yeah. If I'm somebody who, is a shopper, or I shouldn't say shopaholic, somebody who's a, um, what, what was Paris Hilton? Because a socialite or something of that nature, where um, the influencer before the influencer was an influencer. Yeah. Before it had to be magazines and all this other stuff. But if you were somebody who didn't have the notoriety or whatever, there's no paparazzi that's gonna be following you around. Okay, Thanks. cool, we have social media now. I can become my own paparazzi. Create, so you just you find different path. ways to tweak what your passion is and make it work. And the way I think there's the ultimate question to this, and there's something mm. that you should ask yourself every single day. People that are unhappy with their lives, they don't know where they're at in their career. They don't know what path, if their path is correct, mm -hmm. what they should ask themselves. Would the 10 year old version of me be proud of myself? Mm -hmm. Regardless of what you're doing, let's say you're a doctor and you're extremely happy with it, or I'm sorry, you're extremely sad with it. You ask, would the 10 year old my version of me be proud of myself? Mm -hmm. You know, or did they want to be something else? Because me at 10 years old, I think about that. I wasn't planning on being an entrepreneur. Right. I was planning on being rich. I didn't know what business was really. I was like, I'm going to be rich and I'm going to be cool. Those are my two things that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Now I'm an entrepreneur, make a lot of money, have a lot of followers. Technically, I'm rich and I'm cool. I'm everything my 10 year old version of me wanted. If he saw my life now, he'd be like, you're a fucking awesome. You're doing better than I thought. Mm -hmm. I think with that, it would just make me happy. Right. You know, so I think if you look back and you're like, would the 10 year old version of myself be happy with myself, be happy with where I'm at, be proud of me? And if the answer is yes, there's nothing you need to change. And that's why I think people like with, with they'll reminisce and live so heavily in the past, but they forget that the past is supposed to pretty much set up where you're trying to go into the future. Because whenever you look backwards, you say, all right, cool. This is what happened in the past. What can I use from the past to now dictate how I can move in the future? Because everything that I do is for me five, 10, 15 years down the line. So not only do I think, man, what would 10 year old Adonis think of, you know, 29 year old Adonis? I also think, what would 52 year old Adonis think about 29 year old Adonis? So I try to say, all right, I'll work for my past, or I should say, I'll use my past self to kind of keep me grounded yeah. and then I'll use my future self to aspire to do more because the one fear I always had since I was a kid, I 
would never want to be that old dude who's sitting on a lazy boy rocking back and forth thinking what if facts like because it's not worth it when you really think about people laying on their deathbed the worst thing that you could possibly have is regret then to make matters worse in your final moments you're not going to be thinking about man you know um or i should say you're not going to be thinking unless depending on the kind of life that you live you know, but man, this was awesome. I did all these other stuff. If you didn't live a very fulfilling life, you'll have all of those regrets, man. I should have did this. I should have I think did it's that. heavy, I right? I think at the end of your life, people always say you can't take it with you when it comes to money. Right. But I think one thing you can take with you into the afterlife, into the grave is regret. Yeah. That's the one thing you can bring with mm -hmm. you. If you can die with peace, I think it's the most beautiful thing. Yeah. So when it comes to money, if you're happy, you accumulated billions of dollars and mm -hmm. you could die at peace knowing that. Mm -hmm. You can take it. You can technically take it with you, in a sense. The one thing that you can take with you is regret. Mm -hmm. People people can bring regret with them to their deathbed, and I think I think leaving on that with that heavy feeling on your heart, it's the worst thing you could possibly feel. I, I can't imagine that feeling, bro. Yeah, I, I would hate to. Like I think about the um the Godfather because it is it's become one of my favorite films, and I think about the dynamic between. Um, Vito and Michael. So in, in Godfather 1, when Vito died at the end of the film, he was playing with his grandson. Ruined so spoiler alert, and, and, okay. and basically, well, I mean, it's, it's, it, the movie's 53 years, well, 50, 51 years old. Like, oh, if you haven't seen it now, hey, that's on you. Yeah. But when Vito passes, he's playing with his grandson. And his family is not necessarily intact like it was earlier on in the film, but you die playing with a loved one. If you're gonna go out, you wanna go out go. around your loved ones surrounded by love. You're playing with your grandson. That's how you go out. Versus Michael, when he dies, family is completely torn apart. He dies all alone, Yeah. right? So you think about the dynamic of, man, this was a person who had everything and went out the right way. And then another person who had everything, lost it all, and then you go out like shit yeah. and you think in those final moments because when michael had passed he's sitting on the chair all alone reminiscing about not necessarily happier times but all of the pain that man's may have you know endured and that's how you mess around and go out you would hate to go out that way that's probably the worst way for anybody to go out because it's nothing but negativity in your mind in those yeah. final moments of damn i wish things were different or damn i would rather go out like, man things were amazing i lived a very fulfilling life everybody's in a good spot life is good yeah you know versus just croaking and it's like oh man this is this kind of sucks we talk about it all the time right and mm -hmm. life i think there's three main things you should focus on if you want to really have an eventful life a happy life a fulfilled life it's not just money and that's where this, this tribe of people that comes in and they say, money's not everything. I agree with you, trust me. Mm -hmm. But money is a component. The, the, the puzzle doesn't work without money. Mm -hmm. It's the money, it's the health, and it's the love. Mm -hmm. If you have all of those things, you can live a very fulfilled life. If I die very rich at the age of 80 years old because I took care of myself and I have, I'm surrounded by my 10 kids and 20 grandkids, it's a great fucking life, bro. Yeah. You sit there and you're like, mission complete, boom. End of the game, you know, the end of the game, you click, yeah. you click the button and you just, it's done. Mm -hmm. That's it for me. That's beautiful. Right. But if you are broke, if you die broke, alone, at a younger age, not a happy life, pain. in pain. Yeah. Like if I die because I'm just getting older, great. But if I die because I had a, a stroke at age 45, mm 
because mm -hmm. I'm not taking care of my health. Right. Consequence of your actions. It's Brutal. like, that's a terrible life. Yeah. Now, you can go out broke and actually have, like, I remember Steve Harvey was talking about how he wants to blow through all of his money. He's not going to leave shit for his His wife is blowing through yeah, all yeah, of his she, friends. She is, apparently, it's alleged, but I wouldn't be surprised because uh, given their, um, their There's history. There's a lot of wild shit happening there. Right. You the, you see the Lo Logan Paul deal? Oh, Madison? my God. It, it, it's, it's getting wild. Ridiculous. How, what would you do in Logan Paul's situation? Oh, dude, I'd leave her. What, like, whoa, what are we doing? No, because it, 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 she, there was, um, I saw a clip. Now, granted, I, I've always been the type of person where I have to see things in full. Yeah. For those um, who context. don't know, what, what's going on with Logan and Dylan? Yeah, so basically, um, Logan's fiance. I don't know what Dylan and Logan, I think they were so, trying to fight each well, other. Well, no, Logan, yeah, Logan Paul and Dylan Dennis, they're about to fight. Yeah, they're, they're about to fight each match. other, right? And Dylan Dennis, he, he's a savage. Right. And he's just been tweeting uh, pictures of pictures Logan of, Paul's of Logan's fiance. fiance. And she had, I guess, dudes. yeah, because she was a model or still is a model, I guess. You, yeah. Still a model. and But she had been attached to several different men. Right, and it's gotten to a point. Now, granted, you could take a photo with anybody, yes. but like obviously, some of it, yeah, some, some of it is like, just like, okay, you take a yeah. photo, or whatever. You're a model, of course, people are going to take photos with right. you, right? But it's like your dating history. It's it's all over the net. So that, and then of course, the other day he had the video that that he had posted where she's like, oh man, you know, it's been so long. I yeah, got 150 million views or something. Or something. Yeah, and, and what, what's what's so wild about it was, it's like, okay, here's this dude who has all this like photo log for like a month of you with all of these various different dudes. Some you may have dated, some that you haven't, but then there's video, there's all. So how much is on the internet? Me personally, I couldn't, it's over at that Do point. Do you feel like... Because that you, you represent me when we're together. Yeah, because now he's getting clowned. He had to turn right. off his, his comments because right. people were cooking him. Exactly. Do you feel like he's not operating by himself? Because I, def I definitely feel like there's some sort of like marketing team. Mm -hmm. There's some investigators that, that are digging this stuff up. Oh, without question. Because they see it. And I think he ha he's sitting on a bunch of shit. Yeah. But it's very, it, it seems like a very coordinated attack. Yeah. If you were to yeah. dissect someone, you would do it in this way. You would start it soft. Mm -hmm. Post a picture of her and Leo. Great, because people can live with that. If someone posted a picture, a uh, picture of my girl with Leo, you can live with that. Yeah. But then you start lowering the caliber of guys. It's Leo's is like cool, she right? Yeah, whatever. But now you post a picture of her with another dude. Yeah. Then another dude, mm -hmm. and eventually you're just posting her with like, like dudes that aren't she didn't even date, but it's so tangled into the mess. Right. So where now you kind of like did they? Did, and then you and amplify that, it. Right. With the video. With the stuff, videos and everything. And you make it go yeah. hard, extra, extra, extra. It's like, it's it's interesting to see it play out because I'm like, yo, this is very coordinated. Yeah, and, and what's it's working? And, and the fact that he's apparently sitting on a photo that could, like, I guess where they would consider it. I guess they they said it was so explicit to where if he was to release it, it'd be it's considered probably just like, like revenge porn or something. Yeah, of that it's nature. probably just her nudes. Yeah, probably like like a nude or something like that. But still, it's one of those situations where me personally, at that point, I don't think it would be able to work for me because some people will say oh man you know you're just insecure but you there's an image that you would want to have you're not i'm not going to walk around where people are now viewing me as a dude who wife yeah, girl if a, who was if with a bunch everybody of, that's the thing the thing is like logan paul dude he's jacked, the dude's jacked yeah he he's jacked he's he rich he's young yeah right tall like mm -hmm. dude could he could have it all yeah so it's weird to think that like it makes it seem like, oh, he's the sucker that got caught. Yeah. Because everyone, everyone else, 
if you got a girl who's on like they got the video where you're you're online talking about your withdrawals from having dick in you any and, yeah. and it's out in the video it's like any takers or just anybody who's willing to provide she's willing to take yeah. because she had gone without like that's crazy to me imagine like the mother of your children this is a video that's online for the remainder of time because your digital footprint exists Forever. and this is truly the existence or i should say this is the the proof in the pudding that despite the fact that you think oh well you know it's just the internet no nothing really matters or whatever this follows you because at her peak in i think she was on the the swimsuit uh, um, no, it was it. Uh, uh, what it was. Uh, I don't know. I don't, Illustrated, I don't something follow, like that. Yeah. It's something of that nature in like 2014 with like Chrissy Teigen or whatever the case was. Kate Upton, all of them went at their peak. She was photographed with all these individuals. She was at her absolute peak. Right. And here Logan is reaching, you know, his highest point. And here's all these photos of this girl from the past that's just circulating. And now they're looking at you like you the client. Ain't no way. Ain't yeah. no way. I I gotta. I got a family that I'd, I'd want to, yeah, you know, create. The There's is, no like, way. You could, you could, you could be like, oh, well, I don't care about that. But it's like that's the idealistic version. Right. The realistic version. People are gonna cook your ass up. Yeah. That's really what it is. You can't really like cut it any other way. Mm -hmm. So it sucks, man. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. I feel uh, a piece of me wants to feel, you know, bad for him because, and and there was a clip, and that's what I was going to mention before. There was a clip that I saw on Twitter where she was on a podcast and she had said that she was unaware of certain things that were in his past before they had gotten engaged. And I guess this, the, the, the podcast appearance for her was before all of the photos started coming out or whatever, yeah. because it didn't seem as if they addressed it. It was only like a two minute clip. I'd have to go watch it at length. But the fact that she would say that, and then all of this is going on right now. It makes you wonder, well, Logan probably didn't know about what was going on in the yeah. past. Because ultimately, that's like, that's your resume. Because, I mean, for him, he's taking the L no matter what, though. Yeah, yeah. Because yes. he, he stays, he's a loser. Mm -hmm. He's like a cuck, right? Yeah, if he stays, but if he leaves, L. But if he leaves, it's like you let another man break up your engagement. I think it's an L either way. It's fucked, bro. Yeah, but then you have to consider what's the L that you would be you'd be comfortable with. Me yeah, personally, I, mean, I would. I, if you break one, it off clean, you can ultimately. One L you can move forward thing. from. Like right. he takes that L, he's like, all right, cool. Shit, he moved forward from the Japan shit. That is true. So he you did. can move forward from this, but if you stay, it's like it's this messy, bro. Yeah. Now it's like it's a permanent stain. You're right. Right. Is it, you, anybody can move forward from controversy or anything that transpired. But this is one of those things where it also, let's just say you mess around, you have offspring or something like that. Now your kids have to deal with the fact that that's Because you would think, oh, 20 years from now, oh, nobody's really going to give a shit. You would think. Yeah. Because they already have kids now who's dealing with, oh, man, you know, the, the going joke in school is, well, hey, your mom's on OnlyFans. He's got this going on over here. We got videos. So you think, and People don't know how to deal with that. So now imagine 10, 15 years from now, let's say if they have a kid, they start pulling up videos of her talk about, man, it's been so long since I had some dick up in me. And you just sort of sitting there like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, this is your mom? So they're just roasting your child. So yeah. you thought it was just you because you're looking at it like, ah, you know, I can deal with it. But it's a domino effect. It affects so that much That impact is going to last for generations. Exactly. So that's one of those things where you kind of have to look and have the foresight for it's not just present. You know, you who's being affected. Bro, I'm it's so thankful that here. like social media didn't exist in the past. Because mm -hmm. think about how like kids are going to get bullied. Yeah. 
if they're doing some shit like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I'm even scared for like, luckily my social media makes me look cool as fuck. Mm -hmm. So like if kids, if my son's kids find my social media, they're like, damn, your dad was cool as fuck. Mm -hmm. But if, imagine if you get caught doing something weird, it's like, it stays over. there forever. forever. It stays there forever and you got to deal with it. That's one of those things where you kind of have to, you have to carry yourself. Like, and it goes back to where, where your future self would have to look at it like, man, was what, what, was what I was doing worth it? And then your childhood self has to say, would I be proud of what it is that I'm doing at that point? You have to almost think about what your future self and what your past self would think about what you're doing in the present. That's why I try to operate in, in a manner to where it's like, I'm not going to do nothing that's so crazy to where I'm now in a situation where I got to look back and be like, yeah, that was that was wild. Because we all make mistakes, yeah. but we're, don't do something that's going to affect you and stay with you for so much longer down the line. That's why I think now, even with um, like like with uh, uh, porn stars, when they look back at their career, they're like, oh, this like, was a yeah. bad idea. <laughs> like they, they they look back with regret because they hadn't thought about what the ramifications. Well, of the craziest part, if you think about it, all of this stuff is relatively new. Yeah, internet porn is relatively new. Yeah. So it's like the people that are at the tail end of that, mm -hmm. they're they're barely seeing the repercussions. Yeah, because before, if you were like in a magazine or you were on like a Shit's VHS gone, yeah. or whatever, it's 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 in a situation where and people weren't openly boasting it yeah. like that. So it was kind of one of those if you know, you know sort of situations. But because with the internet being global, now and then you this could becoming just, popularized. Right, you can't escape it because you, you could have done like what, what did they say? Like uh, 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 what was it? Mia Khalifa had done? Well, maybe not her because she kept doing the scenes after she allegedly retired. Apparently, but um, I think it was uh, Lana Rhodes. She said she was active for maybe about like a year, maybe two years or whatever, and she's still feeling the ramifications now. And it's been like four you are, some years. Like they something. will never be anything other than a porn star. Right. Right. They're done. Like forever. There's no if way to no way around it. that. You're never going to be anything else. Yeah. You and can't it's, escape it's, it. it's going to stick with you forever. Yeah. It's a stigma. So you got to own it or like you got to just automatically assume because like the, Lana Rose, she has a kid. Yeah. Oh, geez. She has a Brutal. kid. Imagine like the, how rough it's going to be for that kid. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's going to happen because she still tries to be in the public light. Like if, if you're somewhere where you do stuff on the low, but then you relocate, go somewhere else, you kind of can escape. You disappear, that, yeah, but if, just disappear if, yeah, but forever. if you're on the net and you're still trying to be prominent online, at that point, it's going to fall to you no matter wherever you go. So you got to operate in, I guess, a sense of awareness of what it is that it is that you're doing and the craziest part about internet fame it doesn't always equate to money right like she could just go like i saw the other day on my tiktok stream it was actually crazy do you remember this guy brother nature brother yes brother yes what happened to him the guy with the deer with the he deer. had a he was a he was like a, a guy that just had a bunch of animals and he was like um, yeah but he was a super huge sensation yeah mm -hmm. he was like he was like living with like rice gum and a phase clan, like he was like big, hmm. big, big. And what happened is he got like two in his head. He was in here in Miami. Yeah. And then he's like, he started talking shit to a guy. A guy beat him up, beat him up, kicks his ass. Oof. And then the video released. And then after that, he just disappeared. And then, but I saw him on TikTok live the other day. He had like 15, 16 people watching him. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what a crazy fall wow. from having millions upon millions of people that followed you. Mm -hmm. To now live streaming for 16 people. That'll happen. It's like a, a restart, I guess. Because think about it. Like, people will just forget about you. Right. But what, they're never going to forget about the bad things. They might forget. Like, yeah. they're going to forget all the good things. Yep. But they're never going to forget the bad things. Mm -hmm. Do you think and that's what's going on with FouseyTube right now? Where he's just 
like he got forgotten and so now he's live streaming every second of his life to get some sort of well i think he's having a resurgence because i i saw the fussy tube thing mm. he recently he's been like trending again but I guess that's what it, it's like. You're, you're in a situation where you've fallen from grace to where yeah. now you're doing whatever you can Anything. to get back into the good graces of the people. Even if it's not even into the good grace, just to get the attention yeah. back on you. Because when you're in a situation where you were like the guy or all of the eyes were on you, but then your 15 minutes of fame is over, that high that you get from when you were in that 15 minutes of fame, you're, you're desperately trying to get that back. So you're think, just gonna do whatever you can to get it. And I think what happens though, is like you have to create a core audience that stays with you no matter what. Right. You know, you have to have a core message, a core audience that mm. follows you no matter what. And the issue when you go big like that super fast, it goes away super fast. Because mm. people don't have enough time to really fall in love with you. Think about it. Let's say you, you blow up over the span. Of, it's almost like a, a curse to blow up that fast. Because mm. let's say you go super viral, you blow up, you become a, a worldwide trend after, I don't know, a couple months. Mm -hmm. It's hard to maintain because people don't have enough to, to cling on to. to right. Like, I really love this person. You, you're building it slowly and steadily. So your core audience is always going to be there because, I don't know, two years, three years along the line, people discover you. They can binge watch your shit for hours, mm -hmm. years, months. And then they're like, yo, I'm a big fan of this guy. Right, because it's all there. And they watch your growth as you go. If you just but blow up immediately, you at have, that point, yeah, there's no, they, they don't know much. And then you have no but, dimension. They can't follow the journey. Right. They can't follow anything. There's there's nothing to cling on to. Mm. Yeah. What were you saying, David? No, I was going to say, but even uh, people that blow up immediately, I guess you can say that you can look at the journey of like, this person is, who is this person? You kind of see their rise. You can see that with that uh, country singer, Oliver Anthony Music, that dropped mm. that song about like, Richmond and Richmond. He's I a nobody. That, that banger. And now yeah, he's like, song. on Joe Rogan. They're talking about him in the like, political debates. So it's like, people are fans of this underdog and they're just like, where will he go next? Right. But yeah, Jordan Peterson talks a lot about what you guys are saying. Where like, you have to be very intentional with your actions because your actions will ripple through generations for eternity. Right. So people think that like what you do now is like, ah, yeah, it's my life. Ah. But it impacts everyone around you mm -hmm. for generations. That's beautiful to think about. For eternity. Right. That's so, beautiful to think about in general, just when it comes to creating a legacy. Because you can use that as, instead of being careful, you can use that as motivation. Say, right. yo, listen, if I work an extra hour today, Mm -hmm. my grandchildren, my grandchildren's yep. grandchildren are set because my action ripples through eternity. And not even that, like even the people you come across in daily, like uh, Dave, you, you mentioned that guy on your Instagram that like recognized you at an airport. Yeah. You'd been a total dick to that guy. Mm -hmm. It would have been like a story and you maybe would have forgotten about it, but that guy would have been affected by that somehow. And then it would have affected him and though his actions from that would affect people around him. He would have been home. Yeah. So the thing is like- to his girlfriend. His girlfriend would have cried. Mm. No, um, but genuinely, it's like, it's, it's crazy how much your actions affect everyone. Yep. yep. Through generations for eternity. So, he, mm -hmm. so Jordan's like, be very, very intentional with the things you do because they have serious consequence. Like I said, 100%. the guy at the airport, you were mean to him, he would have gone home, taken it out on his girlfriend. She would have cried, she would have lost her job. They were splitting rent, so now they can't afford rent. So now they're evicted and they're homeless in the streets of Paris. And they were gonna ask someone for money. Oh boy, he's got a vision. Then they ended up uh, like not being able, or they ask someone for money. They get someone gives them the money, but and they use that dollar to buy crack, and he gets addicted to crack, and it's all because you were mean to him. Mm. <laughs> Luckily, you prevented that yeah. by being nice to him. Yes, indeed, gotta be intentional. You prevented be someone from becoming addicted to crack.
That's a good way to put it. Stop people from You're welcome, world. Right? You're welcome. You're, You're welcome. welcome, world. No crack. No crack. You're welcome. <laughs> That's a funny way to segue to a conclusion. Hey, you were able to stop somebody from being on crack from being nice. So, so go. long story short, I think if you're a good person, if you're, uh, you pay attention to what you do, you think through what you want to do, and you always make the decision in the best of the people around you, yourself. If you have to decide whether you need to go to the gym today, you should. If you have to decide whether you should work extra, you should. If you have to decide whether you're going to tip your waiter a little bit more, you should, unless they sucked. Because uh, right. if they sucked, then you could send a ripple effect that can make them struggle. Don't do that to them. Make them struggle if they, they suck. Don't deserve that. Send the ripple effect through their family generation. Oh, good God. Yo, I feel powerful as fuck now. <laughs> Boy, I, I'm gonna start sending ripple effects people's way. That's Bitch, gonna be a ripple superpower. Effect. Ripple effect in your fucking face. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. Ripple effect, homie. Ripple effect. Hey, don't make me hit you with that ripple effect, my boy. That, that's, that's your power? That's your super power? Ripple effect. Ripple effect. You man. might not feel it now, but listen, three years from now, you don't feel that ripple effect. Fair enough. Ripple effect man is alive and in action. So look out for ripple effect man. It was going in a good oh, way, but then I got I felt fired up. But anyways, long story short, every action you have has a ripple effect. You can affect not only yourself, but people around you. People generations from you, your kids, 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 kids are affected by your actions. Yeah, so move move like your child self is watching what it is that you're doing, and also like your future self and future generations are watching what you're doing. Like Renee said, put in that extra hour. Because if you put in the extra hour every single day, that's 365 extra hours per year, and that builds up towards something. It don't got to be monetary. It can be very small things that you work towards, whatever the case may be. Just operate as if your future generation is watching. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, once again, I am the diligent, vigilant, meticulous, sagacious, conscientious, analytical, methodical, individual, the chiseled goddess. He is a serial entrepreneur, the Filipino, Filipino tycoon. Prince. Tycoon. Tycoon. Renee Licata. This is we LeBron are. James. No, you're not LeBron James. I'm LeBron James. No, no, you're wearing the jersey. That doesn't make you LeBron James. One way or another, we are, this is, Assiduous. LeBron James.